Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Tyler Layfield, joined by my co-host, Torres Finney. How's it going, Torres? What's up, Tyler? Great to be back, baby. Happy to have you here once again. Time to get it going because we got some good things about the NBA final. Oh, yeah. Torres, Torres is quite excited. He's been talking. He, he was talking mad trash last night in the group text, man. Uh, I was. He, he's in his feelings because we all voted him wrong. You know, we said the Suns were better than the Bucks, and he wants to go back and uh, re, you know, rewrite history a bit and say that you know he was right in the end. And man, he asked me, "Do I still think that? I still think the Suns are the better team, in my opinion. I, I like them better off, better off as a whole team." Now, have the Bucks been doing better here recently? Of course, they've won three straight, man. They were able to pull that one uh, just last night in Phoenix. Uh, big key win, great game. This, these finals have been fun to watch. Got to give it to them. Yeah. Some people were going to crack on that and say, I don't like these two teams, but they've been good games. And as a basketball fan, you've got to appreciate it, man. So, um, I don't know. I'm going to stick with my stuff here. But, Torres, I know you've been busting at the seams, ready to go ham on this. Take it away, man. Go ahead and give me your give me your piece. I mean, well, let's be honest. Where do I need to start off first? Oh, that's right. So we did a TNT podcast poll. And when we did that poll, I saw 85% of y'all say that the Suns were a better overall team than the Bucks. Let me go ahead and correct you on that right now. Because I sat there on this show on multiple occasions and defended my take over and over and over until the Suns went up 2-0. And then I was like, well, yeah, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Maybe I was last That last show we were saying, uh, you know, five, maybe sons and five, sons and six. I was. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to say a lot of you and say I didn't. I, I, I did because did. the way it was going, it was looking that way. It but was. the same way I said the Nets were going to beat the Bucks out of their minds was the same way I was wrong on that one because – the Bucks got this type of fight about them. They don't give up because I think, hey, y'all might think this is a hot take, but I think whoever won that series between the Bucks and the Nets were going to win that finals. And I said that before. I thought the Nets still had enough to beat anybody left yeah. in the playoffs. The Nets and KD, yeah. I thought and Kyrie would have came the, back. Kyrie and, and Kyrie would have been back yeah. by the end. And I think Harden would have had enough in him to, mm-hmm. like, you know, through that Hawks series, probably, yep. you know got his legs. I, mean, I don't think the Hawks would have been able to have enough to be able to beat those no. boys. So, um, but besides that, you know, we, we can get more into the, st- the the statistical things on the side for the Bucks. Okay. okay. For Let's one, you got Giannis. Obviously, he's the best player in the Bucks. I think he's the best player in the final so far compared to who the Suns have. All right. You got Giannis. You got uh, Chris Middleton. You got Brooke Lopez. Yes, I'm going to say Drew Holiday. Now, yes, Drew Holiday has been not been better. playing the best throughout the playoffs. But so far in his finals, he's actually been playing really, really good. And game five showed that big time because he came up through the clutch defensively and offensively. He, he was hitting a lot of great shots. Drew Holiday looked really, really good. I mean, man, I look at the Bucks and I look at the Suns. One of the main things I see with the Suns is the guy that I've been getting on for so 
freaking long. Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I mean, yes. All right. It's Chris Paul. We, Me and Tyler, we just had this. Uh, we, did. we went on, all through on, it, man. We went all through it. We was like, okay, is he a top five point guard all time? I think so, still. And, and when you go through the list, it, it's hard. It's hard to not to deny him. It's really hard to deny him. I think I got him around six. You know, right there on the cusp of five. If he gets the ring, I give him five. Mm-hmm. But man, this has turned from is Chris Paul a top five point guard into is Giannis now a top twenty five player of all time? All right, now. You, you can make this case Giannis is still young in his career, but the things Giannis have done so far up to this point is already magnificent. A two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, multiple first team, uh, first all-NBA teams, uh, what, most improved player. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he wins this finals, more than likely, because right now he's averaging 32 and 13, more than likely, he's gonna win the finals MVP. Yeah, when I see the- some. I see some people saying Chris Middleton should be the finals MVP. I, I wouldn't go that far. I really wouldn't. I think that's just that's just be haters being haters, bro. It's to me that's yeah. what it is. Some people hating on Giannis. He are he's earned that so far. To me, I think he wins it. If you if right now, if this if this thing ends right now, I think you got to give it to Giannis. Yeah, I, I agree with you because Giannis get the same way the Bucks. Okay. Now, a lot of people want to get, say, Chris Middleton because when it's time to be in the clutch, Chris Middleton is their guy to go to. Mm-hmm. He can shoot the ball. But yeah. I don't think that's the only thing that you can do it on because let's look at the Lakers, all right, when uh, back in the day with Shaq and Kobe. You think they were giving – and they were down by three, they were giving the ball to Shaq? No, they were giving the ball to Kobe. Kobe yeah. Now, who won the finals MVP for all those finals? Yes, it was Shaquille O'Neal. It was. It but was. Just like it's going to be honest. better at yeah. doing this certain – same thing for Giannis. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not giving the ball if you get the three with down by three. Like if I needed somebody to score late in the game, I'm giving it to Kobe. That's what he's better at. Mm-hmm. Not saying Shaq isn't a good player, but Shaq is the better overall player on that team. Same thing yeah. with Giannis. Giannis is the better overall player on the team. It just Chris Middleton is a better clutch player. He's and they ain't wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Robert Horry was a better clutch player than a lot of star players. For real. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No. So I understand why people say Chris Middleton, but there's nothing wrong with Chris Middleton being the clutch player for the Bucks. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay if he wants to be the clutch player. It's okay if he is the clutch player. But Giannis, through it from the first quarter through the fourth quarter, is playing the, the most efficient basketball that anybody is playing in this series. 32 and 13, averaging around a what, six uh, six or seven assists. The man, ain't he ain't shooting the best from free throw. But 59%, if you're making 50, that means you're at least making one. So that's yeah. all I need from you. So I'm fired for what Giannis is doing. He's playing good defense. He's playing okay offensively. The Bucks are looking really good to me, and I think they're deservingly so being the finals. They Having a game six at home, I don't see why they should lose. I don't see them losing in my opinion. If you have to call it now, are you calling the Bucks to win it at home? I think Bucks went home, man. I think uh, that that was a big time game for uh, the Suns. You know, being down by one, you know, you're at home, less than 20 seconds to go. Devin Booker come down the court, and you know, I don't know why he got so deep in the paint. I know he, I know they say he was expecting to dish it out to somebody on the three yeah, point yeah. line, but you know, Drew Holiday made a really good play, and Great man, play. what a phenomenal play from freaking Giannis on the alley. Yes, he's been making crew. some crazy plays. What do you think about what do you think about the 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 uh backlash that I I've, I've been seeing a lot of people cracking on uh Chris Paul for that kind of a push on Giannis on that alley oop. Have you been seeing that? Yes, because uh that was a foul. That was a major foul, mm-hmm. but 
let's be honest. Did anybody watch game four <laughs> when the game was on the line and Devin Booker gave uh, – who did yeah. you give a hug? It was uh, Drew. Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gave Drew Holiday a hug. He said, give me a hug, big man. Yeah. And no he call. gave Drew Holiday a hug Yeah, and did not get called when he had five fouls. So I don't want to hear anything dealing with the referees in this position. For real. Because to me, I think in this series, it actually been – okay, when the Phoenix been at home, it been – cut basically right down the middle uh bucks right down the, it's it's been back and forth there's been yeah. some game where it leans to phoenix some game to lean to milwaukee but this is not a series where you can blame on the refs i, I from what i've seen so far mm-hmm. um now yes there have been some questionable calls yes some really questionable calls um but i mean it happens and i ain't yeah. gonna lie this won't be the last time you're gonna always see, hear me get mad at referees because i i get mad at a lot of calls For real. but but Same. it happens. But Same. it happens, you know. So, um, I just think the Suns, you know, the Suns are playing good. I, this is where I'm going to get mad at Chris Paul. So, we didn't get a chance to go over game four. But in game four, uh, I think Devin Booker had 42 points. Mm-hmm. The next closest got to him was, I believe it was uh, Chris Paul, and he had 10. All right? And my second best player is only scoring 10 points. There's no way I'm going to be able to win this finals without him. Yeah. All right. That is one of the main things I'm talking about dealing with uh, dealing with uh, Giannis. Giannis, not Giannis, or Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul, you know, he's playing some really good basketball. Uh, not with Chris Paul. Devin Booker is playing some really good basketball. Mm-hmm. And you got a guy like him, like his entire game is being flushed away because a guy like Chris Paul. He gave the ball up good. late. Yeah, it, the Chris Paul had a rough game for – and to be honest with you, he had a rough probably three-quarters of basketball in last night's game, you know, in game five. But he started playing pretty well in the, in the last quarter when it mattered most. He, you know, I know he drilled like a, a, a three, and he, he had like a layup at the end where he went baseline. It was a really good play. He started picking up pretty well. I'm not going to be quick. Everybody was quick to just crucify him last night on that on that game. And I'm not going to sit here and say that, bro. I'm not, I'm not about to sit here and say this is Chris Paul's fault and that uh, all of a sudden, we hate Chris Paul and stuff like that. Let's let's be real here. The Suns would not be here in this position without Chris Paul. And I know that you said it last night, Torres. The, the Suns also wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Devin Booker. But they needed Chris Paul this year in order to get to this point. Okay, with Devin yeah, Booker, they, yeah. they probably would have made playoffs. I think you know they probably would have made playoffs. But I just don't think with without Chris Paul that they would have made it this far. That they would have made it to the finals. That they have a chance to to win this series. You know, they're two games away. I just I just doubt that, man. They had to have another guy, a leader, um, to come in and to to fill that void that they had, man. You gotta think DeAndre Ayton, he's came out and publicly said that Chris Paul coming in to this team within this this organization has transformed his game. All of the the advice he's given him, all the the practice, you know, with the plays that they've been running in practice, getting him prepared, getting him ready just mentally, uh, physically, and all those aspects. He's pushed him to this point where Aiden has become a household name uh, in yeah. the postseason, man. He's really made a jump. And, you know, we, we see that now. So we I just don't want to go back and start just everybody crack on Chris Paul. Chris Paul, man, I still want him to win this, man. Um, I really do. I would like to see the Suns win this. Um, I know that right now you're saying Bucks and six and how I think this is going to play out. I think that next game, I do think the Suns are going to win game six in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. I really do. I think that I, to me, it's just hard to trust Budenholzer, bro. And 
I know that you've came out, you've said, you know, he's actually done okay, you know, in the in this series. He had done bad now. He's, he he, he had been bad. awful, but but he got the team to do it. If, he, if there's any, he got the team to like the cover up his mistakes uh-huh. as he coached. Because I'll never forget what he did with Atlanta. Yeah. And then once he became the general manager and tore all of Atlanta down, I mean, he just made he just made the Hawks look awful after yeah. after he left. But you know, he got the Bucks to a point that nobody else, you know, has gotten. Not even Jason Kidd. You know, mm-hmm. he comes in and he's had the Bucks as a top team in the NBA consistently year after year after year. A lot of people, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I truly believe this, but a lot of teams aren't being that next thing, even though with just a Durant, with a halfway, halfway Harden, a lot of people still aren't being that next team. Yes, the Bucks barely did it, but a lot of guys still are in the East aren't being that next team. And the fact they were able to get it to seven, win it in seven, in – um. In Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, I mean, they had to wish. They had to wish. They, they almost gave. I, it up. I give them their props. I do. I give them their props, and they've they've made, um, you know, good changes so far in this series. Um, I was, you know, I was listening to Bill Simmons, and you know, I'll tell you, you know, they, they'll break down the games and everything. They were talking about one thing that they've noticed is, um, the the shot charts. And in games one and two, the Phoenix Suns were, were, you know, they were they were hitting on all cylinders. They had a bunch of corner threes. Corner threes was a big thing for them. Okay. Ever since they, uh, the Bucks have really shut down those corner threes, and they, they it has really just screwed them up. They've been hunting Chris Paul on defense. Uh, they've learned how to defend that pick and roll that the Suns have, and they they've made great changes. They made great strategies here to get themselves back in this series and to take control of it. I, I will give them props on that. But when it comes to closing time, when it comes to closing time, like because I'm not going to let them off the hook. It was good that they beat the Brooklyn Nets, but they did their best to give that one away. At the end of that game, they, they were did. trying to do their best to give that game away, and it's just hard for me to throw the ball them. out of bounds. Yeah, throw <laughs> the ball out of bounds and all sorts of. Problems. I'm not I'm not going to let them off the hook just yet, man. I in this. In this game six that they need to close out, it's hard for me to trust Budenholzer. It's hard for me to trust this team. I'm not saying that Monty Williams is this much better of a head coach. I do think he is a little bit better, in my opinion. Um, I think he's going to do some some good things in this one. I think they're going to come out with some uh, with some stuff to uh, try to fluster what the Bucks have going and get themselves going in the process. I think they win game six, game seven, man, going to Phoenix. I st- I'm gonna have the Suns in seven. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll the Suns in seven. seven. Yeah, yeah. Just to be mm-hmm. a little contrarian here, I just don't. I think everybody's writing them off. I know they looked they looked absolutely decimated after this last game, man. It's a hard yeah. one to lose at home, uh, but I think this team can have enough here with with the with the experience that they've gotten over this past year. You know, the the you mentioned that the ten games in the bubble. Uh, Devin Booker, I, I hate to count that man out, bro. He can get hot in a minute. And Chris Paul, a lot on the line here, bro. He's playing, man. He's playing for for his legacy. Like th- his legacy is on the line. Literally, you said it. He can break into the top five with um, a championship win here. And I and you know he's got to know this. They were even. Did you see the the freaking? Yeah, you you. I think you sent it in the group chat where they asked him point blank in the presser. They asked Devin Booker, "How do you feel about you know? How, how do you feel about Chris Paul right now? <laughs> you know, do you feel bad for him or something?" They're like, "What are you talking?" Next question. You know, like it was just something. Next everybody question. knows what's on the line here. That's so disrespectful, bro. It really That's so is. Disrespectful. 
I mean, we all know it, but I mean, dude, you ain't got to bring it up. (laughs) Well, see, what is see? This is the thing, though. See, at first, this is where it's going to come more into. You asked me, you now you said the best player on this team is Chris Paul, and I slightly different. He's the most important. He okay, okay, okay. Most most valuable compared to you know who was the best. You know we've had yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. The best, the best player on that team is is Devin Booker. I'll give that to you. I think I think it's Devin Booker, but the most valuable is Chris Paul, and I think and I I think I can agree with that one. Just like with the Uh, Lakers, best player is Anthony Davis, but yeah, yeah, the most most valuable valuable is LeBron. You got to have LeBron. I give you that. I give you that. I give you that. Mm -hmm. And, and, And and in this case. I'm gonna have to say the same thing. If you, if since Chris Paul is his most most valuable, then Chris Paul got to play up to his value. And I just don't think we've seen this on multiple occasions. We've seen it when he was on the Hornets. We've seen it when he was on the Clippers. We've seen it when he was on the Rockets. When it came down to this big game, sometimes he didn't play up to his value. Like yes, I was one of those guys that did believe in 2018 mm-hmm. if the Rockets had Chris Paul. They would have beaten the Warriors in that series. But when he got hurt, it changed the complexion of the series. So the next year comes. See, but that's different. But, see, that's different than what you're saying. You're saying that he didn't show up to that game. You know, like he didn't play well. No, 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 no. That's why I'm about to use the next year. Okay. That's when I said the next year came. Kevin Durant was out in game five. They tell you about game four at home. Game four at home. You just won a game. And you just won a game where you beat a team that didn't have Durant. Steph Curry didn't score a single point in the first half. They scored a single point in the first half, and you're at home. You're up by more than 15, and you lose that game? Mm-hmm. Allow him to score 30 in the second. That's what I'm talking about. See, stuff, stuff like that. This man, they didn't even have Durant. And when Durant got hurt, they didn't lose another game until the finals. They basically finished off sweeping the Rockets. Then swept the Blazers, and then they didn't have they didn't get beat until they met the finals against the Raptors. That's what I'm talking about. Your opportunities show your value. Chris Paul has been showing his he's shown his value on occasions here and there in his finals. But besides those first two games at home, where has Chris Ball been? 19 points in what game three? Mm-hmm. Game four, you had 10. Game five, you had 21. And let's be honest, yes. He went three for three from the three-point line, but this man was atrocious on defense. He was just getting bullied by a lot yeah. of big men. And secondly, those points didn't come to the fourth. Yes, the quarter that needed the most. But up to that point, he didn't have like nothing but like 12 points. You're right. 11 points. Yeah. So I'm going to need more Chris Paul. I'm going to need to see the value of that player. I'm going to need to see, yes, he had 11 assists. He's passing the ball. He's distributing the ball. Mm-hmm. But there have been games that well, DeAndre Ayton have been doing much. Now, last game, he did much better. Game five, yeah, he did. Yeah. Game four, he didn't do anything. Game uh, game three, he was okay. He was shaky. Heck, mm-hmm. game four, Jay Crowder was the second leader scorer with 15 after Devin Booker had 42. Devin Booker had 40 in this game. He going to need more. I'm going to need more from my most valuable player out of Chris Paul. Yeah. If I'm expecting to beat You're these right. Bucks, because the Bucks are starting to come up. Like, right now, like, I don't know what it is. Like, Drew Holiday had 27. Chris Middleton had 29. Giannis had 32. Like, their guys are playing. Even Pat mm-hmm. Connington. That yeah, Connington's been playing decent, yeah. Like, you go, I'm going to need your help, man, because then this is where it comes to where which team I thought was better. With the Bucks at their best, 
and the Nets even at their best. I just think the Bucks are slightly better. Now, are the Suns playing at their best? No, they're not because Chris Paul isn't – he's not playing up to the par I'm, I'm expecting to see out of him. But, you know, and he's not the only one to blame either. I mean, you got Cameron Payne. You know, he had six points. And, mm-hmm. you know, Cameron Johnson, you know, th- those guys were big-time guys. Uh, yeah, Cam, Cam Johnson, season. he's had his moments in this series where he's really – He has had up. his moments. Yeah. He has had his moments. He has had Bridges moments. didn't have his best game in the world last game either. No, it, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just see them coming back uh, to reality in a sense. I know Chris Middleton started this series off kind of low. You got to think, dude. So, I know we're all high on Chris Middleton at the moment, but – Let's just remember that the next time that he drops 11 or he drops 10 and we're, you know what I'm saying? Cause, mm-hmm. cause look, he, he is good. And I will admit that, you know, I, I like Chris Middleton. I think he's a good, good player to have on your team. Uh, but he is very inconsistent now in these last two games. He's done amazing. He is, he is, he's done really, really good. I'm just saying if we're following what he does, he does this up down, you know, motion. He's coming off of two really good games. I could see next game him being a little off. I mean, don't don't you it. made that point to me. You the one that made that point about Chris Middleton was inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you on that. I yeah, do agree yeah. he is yeah. he is inconsistent and especially in the seven game series. You don't know what which Chris Middleton you're gonna get. Like you just know, you're right. we got this Chris Middleton that hit clutch shot after clutch shot in his last game. We might get Chris Middleton who's only got eight points up to the fourth quarter. So he is really inconsistent, and I can see why a lot of y'all picking the Suns over the Bucks. But I just think when he is on his game, like right now, oh yeah, we, we, yeah, right? when the, when they're at their best, yeah. I mean, it is tough, man. Um, it's it's a really good series when both teams are at their best. But if one team is off and one team is just really good, obviously, you know that that team that's doing really good is going to win it out. This last game, it was a great game because. It felt like everybody at the end of that game was just really hitting their stride. They were they were making their points. Like all the big names that needed to do it were doing it. Um, that's what made that that last few seconds was crazy. When when Devin Booker came off that screen to hit that three, I was just like, oh snap! All right, we got us a game. You know, like yeah, it, it was it, close. It, it got really good, and um, you know, that's what's really made this series pretty good. I feel like it's it's a well well matched series. I'm not saying that one team is extremely better than the other. Uh, I'm still sticking with my original thing, and it's not me trying to be stubborn. I just do – it's hard for me to trust the Bucks, bro. It really, it's hard for me to trust the Bucks, And I, I've grown a lot. I will say this. I've grown a lot to really uh, love Giannis through all this, man. He he has really he, – he's he's gained me a too. lot of respect from me. I love he what he's done. Me too. He's got such a great personality, um, <laughs> you know, in, in his mindset, dude. Like, for him to be as young as he is – especially how young he is in the game. You got to think this dude hasn't been playing basketball for real long. He has been passing the ball extremely well. He has taken all of this crap that all these Suns fans have been doing with the counting at the line. He still goes up there with the most confidence that he can have, bro. It, it is something to behold uh, the motive that that guy has and the mentality he has. Um, you know, he's, he's gained a lot of respect for me in this series. I got to give him props. And Drew Holiday, to have the flip that he's had the first two games, everybody cracking on him. Uh, he's really turned it around these last three games on both sides of the court. You got to think this dude is really like all you guys out there that have played full court, you know, pick up. This dude is playing full court press in the NBA in the NBA finals, like the whole freaking game. And he is still like, that is like unheard of. Looking really good. You don't freaking looks- see that nowadays. No. Maybe you would have seen that back in the day, but nowadays you do not see that. This dude is doing this the entire game. Respect. Respect is what I'm saying, bro. That, that's what I'm talking about. And another thing I'm going to say is 
if anybody remember the Hawks series with the Bucks and the and the Hawks, one of the main things that you saw was a guy like Brooke Lopez. People thought Brooke Lopez was the next Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Right. <laughs> right. The way he was playing in that series against the Hawks. He looked good. Now, you're like, dang, where's Brooke Lopez now? Well, where Brooke Lopez is now is Giannis is now in that paint. Giannis is really dominating the paint. I understand yeah. Aiton, but he is really dominating that paint. He is really reminding me so much like Shaq. Much more. That's, that's really people want to throw that like KD, you know, Tracy McGrady, you know, rangy, you know, score. I'm telling you, people want to make him. People want to, yeah, people want to make him that so bad. Where they're like, oh, as soon as Giannis gets an outside shot, you better watch out. That ain't his game, bro. Like we gotta, we gotta oh. learn to cope with that. That his game, like you said, is more of a shot game. It's more of a, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take you down to the paint and I'm gonna slam it up because he. He's like unstoppable. The range, the weakness he has, like it's ridiculous. And if he really gets an awesome post game, uh, you know, gets that footwork down, you know, works with Hakeem a little bit, you know, over the summer or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I could see him, like you said, being the next Shaq, and maybe he can get that free throw better too. You know what I'm saying? I see him make some shots yesterday, like off the top of the glass, like backing down low, coming up, and the shot would be so high, arcing off the glass, he's like, boop, boop, right now. I'm like, but well, that's his shot, then. Go ahead. Like, you don't have to be this notorious shooter. Yeah. To prove, and, and what Giannis is doing, he is proving that you don't have to have this all type. Well, this is what the Bucks are actually proving. Uh-huh. You ain't got to have this all crazy type shooting team yeah. to still win the championship. You can still have a team get the ball inside. If the shot is not open inside, dish it out. Basically, let's be honest, because Coach Bunholzer comes from the same place. The Spurs is. He was yep. the assistant coach for the yep. Spurs for, I believe, like seven, eight years. So this is the same offense, basically. And Giannis is being used like a Tim Duncan. Yep. He's been used like a Duncan. And the way he is playing, he's playing. As, as That's Tim another good one. If he, gets in the, if he gets in the lab with Duncan, too, bro, this man could be something else. Like, because mm. you got to think, Duncan's amazing. Probably a lot of people would say the greatest power forward of all time. Yeah, uh, Giannis has a chance to compete with that if he can really get those moves down. Duncan just had some ridiculous moves. If if Giannis can get that down, there's no telling the potential of this dude. Like really, yeah. We need to quit trying to put him in this mold of he needs to be a shooter. He needs to be a shooter. He needs to get out of that too because I, I get sick and tired of watching that man try I to get tired of free. watching that too. Because yeah. you know what ain't going in for real most of the time. So I, I mean, I would love to see him add that to his game, make the mid range, the post moves. And really just see that that career flourish because that that game, as we watched Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan played in the league for God knows how many years, you know, and he made know. he made a living on that thing. Giannis, if he wants to extend his his career, I think that would be the best place to invest his time. That's just me, though, man. I, I'm about I like to say, there. and if you look at the way Tim Duncan's career went, you know, Tim Duncan won two MVPs, 2002-2003. He yeah. won a lot of defensive uh, first-team all-defensive NBA. He won a lot of uh, all team, uh, all NBA first team, you know, offense. Like Tim Duncan was that dude, mm-hmm. and the make the way that you make me think about it. Yes, you know, after sitting here thinking about it right now, yes, Giannis gives me those Tim Duncan vibes. Real talk, he's, he's giving me, he's giving me those Tim Duncan a more vibes. athletic Tim Duncan, which is scary. A more athletic Tim Duncan. That's You're scary. Right. I, <laughs> uh, uh. But man, you know, look. 
there's a lot of great things that going on with basketball, mm-hmm. a lot of great things that have been going on basically in all the sports. But, you know, since we're on the basketball topic, we need to understand what is going on with our team USA. Real time. Because um, lately we've been on a struggle. Uh, yeah. We've lost to Nigeria and we have lost to Australia. So the main question is, what the heck is going on USA basketball? And now, you know, I've seen that trade. It was so funny. I mean, anybody saw the Twitter trade? Oh my God, I loved it. I loved posted it. Posted the Isaiah Thomas. Yes. You know, I met the criteria, but they didn't select me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that was funny, but I am laughing because you picked JaVale Mc- You picked JaVale McGee. I'm trying to think. Okay, okay. So, so, all right. So, for those of you that don't know the reference here, okay, uh, Kevin Love was on the Team USA team. None of us really understood why. I, I think Torres was kind of on the same boat too. <laughs> Even though Torres likes likes to say that Kevin Love is just all this and that, you know, we all know Kevin Love ain't really <laughs> he ain't really nothing now. And everybody was like, "What the? Why, why did they pick this guy?" You know, and I, I think it may be a way they were trying to do a favor for him, like maybe get his career going again or something, get him, you know, back going good. Well. Kevin Love, he left the team, um, and they replaced him with JaVale McGee. So, Torres, who would you have replaced him with then since you're cracking on the JaVale McGee thing? They need a center. Who would they get? Who would you get? Mm. Well. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? It gets it gets pretty tough when you actually think about it. <laughs> like, really, it really does. <laughs> well. I mean – you're not gonna get Andre Drummond. Anthony Davis said he ain't playing. Um, I was thinking of Jokic, but I forgot Jokic is not from here. So yep, yep, Jokic. Uh, um, you're not gonna get like anybody from Golden State because they didn't have no good big men. You're not gonna get. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's slim pickings, kind of. I'm about really to say is. you can't get Joel and B because he's not from here either. No. no. What it's about tough. what Rudy Gobert? He's French. He from? He's French. Great. Uh-huh. Do we not got any American centers? <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, we used to have Aldridge. You know, Aldridge used to be on there. I mean, they might have, I mean, Drummond didn't do himself any favors in the playoffs. Um, it Vucevic definitely, you know, he's not American. Uh, uh-uh. it, it gets tough. When you actually start to look at it, it gets pretty tough. Like, there's not really any, um, you know, great centers that are American that are available right now, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, what about DeMarcus Cousins? If you want to, I mean, if you think he's that good, I mean, I guess you're right. Javel McGee's on it, so why not put Demarcus Cousins? Yeah, about to say yeah, put Demarcus Cousins on there. Yeah, I, I, I am looking at this list right now, and I'm trying my best to really find someone uh, in, as a center, and all of them are not even from here. So yeah, uh, I, 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 I agree with you, Tyler. I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Well, they were talking about they were talking about potentially Cameron Wood. I mean, maybe you could have went Al Horford. Um, well, uh, he's on the Rockets, right? Cameron Wood. Yeah, Cameron Wood, but he he just I mean, um, he he wasn't great. I mean, maybe Miles Turner, uh, DeAndre Jordan, possibly Carl Anthony uh, Towns. Carl Anthony, that would have been a good one. But he must have just said he ain't playing though. Yeah, that that would have been obvious. I feel like yeah, that, that's a good one. So that that's the best one I've heard so far for. You know, somebody that you could have put in over Javel. I like that. I would have probably done Carl Anthony Towns. But what about Bam Adebayo? He well, he is on the team. He, well, he is oh, on the team. Is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they needed more more bigs. Um, 
But, yeah, I mean, Team USA, they've been struggling. Uh, I can kind of see the Australia one just because Australia, if you look at it, they actually have a decent little team. I mean, um, I know that they they could have even been better um, if they would have had Ben Simmons. But, I mean, oh. you think about it, they got um, – who is it? They got Joe Ingles on 04 fact. They got Patty Mills, dude. Pat, Patty Mills from the Spurs though. has been balling. Um, I mean, they, they've got a solid little squad overall, uh, you know, that ain't too bad. So let's see. They got Matthew Dellavedova, Aaron Baines, Dante Exum, Josh Green, who's a young guy from Ooh. the Mavericks. Uh, okay. Patty Mills, Matisse Thibel. So, I mean, they got a solid little squad. Australia always has some decent little players over there just because they do – kind of take basketball serious, but they're, mm-hmm. I don't know about the Nigeria one, bro. Precious that you would, they, they, you know, they had a couple guys there that I wasn't really digging that one as much, bro. That they, they haven't been playing that well. Do you attribute that to anything in particular? Uh, not, not really in my opinion. Uh, I just think, you know, chemistry is a big thing. You uh-huh. know, a lot of these guys don't play with each other. Uh, you just, you know, USA is really just trying to win on talent. Obviously you can make the same case for Australia, Nigeria, uh, probably some of those guys don't always play with each other as much, but mm-hmm. we know that for a fact with a lot of these USA uh, basketball players, uh, you know, just throwing anybody on the team together doesn't mean you're just going to automatically win. Yes. Do America, uh, USA have the best overall basketball players? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But there's a lot of people, you know, I've been looking at some Twitter things, you know, a lot of people make this case and they say that the best players in the NBA is an American. And I'm like, well, who you make Who is that? And, the MVP this year was Nikola uh, Jokic. Giannis? Uh, Giannis is probably, MVP. you know, potentially could win their finals MVP. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you see here looking at – you you make a case. You know, the best players in the league aren't Joel Embiid. Some of the best – some of the best players in the league are probably from overseas. But I think the, the culmination, the overall culmination of just pure basketball has come from the U.S. So, but the expectations of the U.S. is so high. And you also got to remember the history of the U.S. The, uh, the dream team, the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the redeem team, the redeem team, no. you know, all the teams, Kobe and LeBron, when it was on, together. yeah, like when you see guys like that, you're like, man, there's no way I can lose, you know, but it's not like that. Plus, LeBron and Kevin Durant isn't playing together, yeah, it's just Kevin Durant, but he still got Damian Lillard, he still got, you know, all these other guys mm-hmm. on the team. So, I, I I really don't see no excuses. I think it's I think it's more chemistry thing than anything. But we'll see mm-hmm. when the actual Olympics starts because you got to remember those both were exhibition games. And if anybody yeah. remember the dream team, they said the dream team when they first got together, they lost to some college basketball players. Oh, uh, uh, yes, when they did did their little in house scrimmage, they lost to some college basketball players. The mm-hmm. dream team now with Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, and Larry Bird. I don't think that team could lose to anybody. But if, if anybody they would lose to, they're losing to college players. You yeah. would be shocked. Chemistry makes a difference. So that's the reason why I'm, I'm just thinking they just got to get it together. But I think when it's time, when the Olympic Games does count, because those two games were exhibition, I do believe we'll see a change of things. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Well, um, let, let's talk a little bit about these fights last night. I know you watched the card uh, last night. Um, you know, I was able to watch most of it. I did end up falling asleep during the middle of the <laughs> Islam. It was getting late, bro, and the, the it just didn't look like it was ending anytime soon. It it, it ended up ending in what the fourth round, I think, Islam. Fourth round, you know, and who who was he fighting again? Now, Tiago Moses. Uh huh. So what you what you see from that? I know uh, Makachev. He's got all the hype. The Habib, uh, you know, being his coach, he fights a lot like him. Um, 
what did you see in that, and where do you see him going from here as he is a, a now a, a, he start? I think he's. Do you think he breaks top five in the contender for that weight class? Uh, I will tell you, Islam will be around six or number seven because uh, okay. Conor McGregor is going to fall. Uh, yeah. He just Islam just beat Tiago Moses. That's a big time win. So Islam is going to at least get the seven, seven, seven or a six. Uh-huh. Um, the, the the lightweight division is stacked, man. Obviously, you got a number the champion Charles Oliveira. Then you got number one, which is Dustin Poirier. Yep. Um, I think I think number two is either Justin Gaethje, something like that. But in all honesty, uh, mm-hmm. right now the UFC lightweight division is stacked from top to bottom. And yeah. a lot of these guys are dodging. They're dodging uh, Islam Makhachev. They do not want to face the ground game that he brings. He is so similar to Habib. Now, I will say Habib is much more active on the ground. Habib is more vicious on the ground. But he's he got that same fire. You know, he got that same fire like that. So I look at uh, Islam. Islam said he wants to fight Rafael Dos Sancho next. And uh, Rafael Dos Sancho currently. The number six, okay. Uh-huh. So, if that's the case, then hey, <laughs> he beats Rafael, which I do think he does. Um, he can and if he can, he, he'll break. Oh, he he'll might he might get a title shot after. Well, that. he I mean, right now he's got Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Benil Darouche, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, and uh, you know the guy you just talked about, Rafael Do- Dos Anjos. Conor McGregor, Dan Hooker in front of him. So, I mean, okay. I guess you would jump him up into the top five. I know Chan- Chandler will probably – I mean, get, it's been a while since I've seen Gaethje fight, it feels like. It has. Gaethje's yeah. going to probably fight Michael Chandler. Um, that'll be a big time That'll be a fight. good one. That'll be a good but, one. But, okay, you got to remember, Benil DeRoos just beat Tony Ferguson, okay? I think Islam is either going to fight Rafael Dos Santos or Tony Ferguson. Islam beats either one of those guys. He's going to be in the discussion. He'll have to fight one more before he fight for the title. So, basically, I think he will fight either Benil DeRouche or he will fight Michael Chandler, you know, something around those, those areas, the one of those guys. But it's going to be really hard to figure out because Dustin Poirier is going against Charles Oliveira next. There's no question on that. Justin Gaethje is more than likely going against Michael Chandler. The only person right there now left over is Bill, Benil DeRouche and Tony Ferguson. Oh, they already fought. Benil DeRouche won. That's why he's number three. If Chandler was to beat Gaethje, Chandler would probably have to fight Benil DeRouche for to get that opportunity at a title shot. But since he lost his last fight, I think the winner of Gaethje and Chandler, you know, depend if, if Dustin Poirier beats Oliveira and Gaethje beats Chandler, I think Gaethje gets the chance to fight Poirier again, number two. Because if anybody's seen Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje, number one, it was a freaking all-out brawl. And that was an incredible fight. And to see that a second time, not only a second time, but for a title, I think that's easy to make, and that's a big-time fight to sell. So yeah, if Gaethje was to beat Chandler, I think he will fight Dustin Poirier for the title. But Islam yeah. is right there. A lot of guys are turning down Islam. And I and I do believe Islam uh, is up there amongst the best. I do think Islam beats a lot of these guys. Uh, mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm and and McGregor McGregor is really taking up a spot. You know, with him being at number seven and you know constantly getting these chances and opportunity. And what's gonna be so funny when McGregor gets back? All oh, these guys gonna be much much better than yeah, him. Yeah, I, I, I was telling Jordan today. Uh, you know, I met up with Jordan. I, 
told him, I was like, I think the next fight for him is probably going to be some type of, you know, money fight. Yeah, it'll be it'll be like one of the Diaz guys, I feel like, or something like it that. Should something, be. something to get the yeah, like to get the old heads, you know, watching and the the McGregor fans and all. I mean, we know that those those names draw people to the to the cards. So I think that's what's next for him. Um, you know, I guess we haven't you know discussed that yet, but McGregor, I, this is the end, right? This is this is just about really the end. Um, yes. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna say that. that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna okay. You can make this point. McGregor, his last three losses, uh, also one due to injury, but it, ha- it has come to Habib and twice to Dustin Poirier. Most of who thinks, most people think Habib is potentially to go or the, is the greatest lightweight of all time. Mm-hmm. I can also make that case for Dustin Poirier. He is potentially the greatest lightweight of all time as well. Uh, now, yes, he didn't beat Habib, but you look at his resume. Dustin Poirier don't beat Gaethje. Dustin Poirier don't beat McGregor. Dustin Poirier don't beat. Uh, uh, Max Holloway twice. He don't. He don't beat a lot of tough guys. Like Poirier don't beat a lot of guys. So the fact to be able to do that, uh, also Dan Hooker. Yeah. To, the fact to be able to do that, man, um, and the wars he has been been in. You could say he has a better resume than Habib. It just Habib had just done it better and cleaned out the division. And not only did he clean it out, but he dominated a lot. He did it handily. Yeah. He did yeah. Handle yeah, really those guys. So. Yeah, that, that's a big time credit to Habib and that and that rights. Yeah. But looking at McGregor, man, yes, you can say he don't fault nothing but the best in the world, and he didn't look as good against that. But that's a, that's what made McGregor great. He made Eddie Alvarez look like a chump. That guy, Eddie Alvarez, was a one fifty five champion. McGregor moved up and pieced him up and finished him in two rounds like he was nothing. McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo, who had never lost a fight in ten years in thirteen seconds. That's the McGregor we're all looking for, but he is no longer that guy because that McGregor, you know, when he saw blood in the water, he went for it. He had an opportunity. He saw blood in the water against Poirier and didn't go for it. That second fight, he mm. did. He couldn't do it. And now that these guys are a little buffer and bigger at 155, I don't think those same knockout shots puts those guys down. Does McGregor still hit hard? No question. Yes, will he still put a guy to sleep? Yes. You can't pit McGregor against a bum. But these top guys in the world, in which made McGregor great, he can no longer compete against those guys. I don't see McGregor, McGregor can't beat Poirier. I don't see him surely not being Justin Gaethje. If you think Poirier yeah. hit you with some leg kicks, what you think Justin Gaethje about to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his days, his days of contending for the belt are done. Yeah, uh, Michael Chandler here. really explosive. You know, only guy I think he can beat in the top five is Tony Ferguson, and that's that would, that. That would be. Now, Mm, that'd be different. That'd be a different. That'd be really different. I don't yeah. know how that fight would go. I, really I, don't, I, know I don't know. I don't like him. I'd rather him go down in weight class, bro. I think that's what he should probably do. But he can't make one forty five anymore. He, wow. he he can't make one forty five anymore. I don't think he can. Wow. It just and plus you go one forty five. I mean, you got Calvin Cater. I mean, you got Dan Ige, uh, Brian I think Ortega, he, he could beat. He, I think he could beat Ige. Dan Ige? Yeah. Ed, Edson yeah, Barboza really Edson Barboza really beat him. Yeah. I'm not letting that I'm go. To, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm, I can't slightly disrespect McGregor because McGregor is dealing with some tough guy. I mean, he can fight some tough guy. But guy like Korean Zombie, you know, Yair or, or Rodriguez, Brian Ortega, Hollywood, these, those guys are beasts, man. Like, mm-hmm. you ain't about to, you know. Oh, man, I think- <laughs> 
think if he went down in class, I think he'd do a little bit better. I just I think he's in over. Probably could, now. but I don't know if he can make that weight class anymore. He's yeah. too big. Well, <laughs> like you say, that he's been waking up in silk sheets now. He ain't, he ain't trying to make that hardcore cut anymore. No. He got six hundred. He got six hundred million dollars in the bank. You, you about to make that hardcore cut to one forty five now? I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt yeah. it. So I guess <laughs> this is the uh, one fifty five and fight mm-hmm. those guys. So, yeah. Yeah, and plus, well, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's sad to me. Like the, it feels like the end of an era. So I, I don't know. It was sad to me in a sense. I know there were some people that were happy. Jordan brought up, you know, he's glad it happened. Uh, McGregor was talking too much trash. He's right. I mean, McGregor probably was out of place with his crap. It was funny watching him on the ground. You know, talking afterwards, talking trash while he's hurt on the ground. That's just only McGregor, bro. I only mean, McGregor. I hate it went out like that, but it seems like that's the way a lot of UFC fighters go out. You know, they go out kind of sad in a sense. So, um, yeah, you know, because these guys have been on top for so long and now they just can't re- they can't grasp back what they used to have, man. Mm. And, and it is sad to see. And, you know, that it the end comes to everyone. That's why you got to know when to retire. You know, just as much as we're sitting here talking about McGregor, the, the easiest thing because it ha- happened as well to Habib, you know, Habib go out undefeated but if he stays too long you know we can see the end of him too we'd be like man i remember when that guy used to just murder guys he did good that's he, what, I mean, he went out on top he went out on his own he went side. out on top i can respect yeah. that george yeah. st pierre went out on top mm-hmm. you know i i and if i had to be honest now i know john jones is on like 32 33 years old but I, I'm really now. I know John Jones is one is the most skillful guy to ever fight in the history of MMA. But I, what I am gonna say is, I wouldn't play around in that heavyweight division. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. I wouldn't play around with it because those boys can hit. Yeah, and I know. I know he can take punches from guys in the light heavyweight. Yes, but bro, I'm telling you, man, that boy Francis touched the chin. <laughs> yeah. He might be going to sleep. Uh, so we need to be uh I just I just hope John Jones, you know, make that best decision. And also the manager of Kamar Usman that came out uh said it is signed, and when meaning that Usman is more than likely will be fighting Kobe Covington. They said it's around either October or November. So whenever they're fighting, I am pumped for that big time. Uh, if anybody's seen the first Kamar Usman and Kobe Covington fight, please go watch it. It was a treat. It was something that was, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it was something else. Now, a second fight. I do believe Usman has upgraded his striking. Yeah. Um, I, I, it, I, it's it's going to be interesting. The second fight. I think they're going to try to wrestle each other in the second fight. Now they had so much hate and animosity. He stood up for the whole first fight. Not a single takedown. Not a single takedown attempt out mm. of two guys that did nothing but wrestle guys. <laughs> so now, you know, second fight. Do you think Kobe is going to do more wrestling, or do you think Usman is going to look? You know, it's going to be interesting. So that's a fight up in the air, man. It's going to be a close one. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Well, anything else you wanted to uh, discuss here before we end the show? No, nah, man, you know, overall, I'm excited for football. If anybody did not see Tom Brady, uh, it came out that he t- played the entire season on a torn MCL. Crazy. And now the NFL will be investigating on that because they never put that on the NFL injury report. 
So they could be getting a hefty fine or some missing draft picks. Yeah. I don't understand now. I, I mean, I understand why, but I just don't. I just don't like. You know why? Why does that always have to be listed? Like, yeah. If, if Brady, if Brady came to every single practice, if he played in every single game, then you know why you got to put on an injury report to make the defensive players be like, oh, his knee hurt. Let oh, me target yeah. that. Yeah. Like I know, I know targeting, you know, targeting injured like players that are injured and stuff like that, trying to hurt a player is illegal. But I've been in football still, locker rooms, bro. Yeah. Come on, yeah, yeah I know, I know exactly what they did. Yes. So mm-hmm. it pinned that on injury report. Oh, he got a torn MCL. You don't think? Oh, let me go at the Brady's knee. He, come mm-hmm. on, man. You got. So I, I, I understand the reason why the Bucks did it, but they probably gonna get fined for it. So probably, but it's worth the Super Bowl, I think. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, hey, that's fine. It's worth that Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> in history. First ever Super Bowl team to win a Super Bowl at home. Come on, man. Yeah, hey, it's worth find it. me then. For it's real. Take take them take that. I bet the Falcons would love to get fined for a Super Bowl. For so. real. <laughs> my God. Yeah, we know they would do that in a heartbeat, man. <laughs> well, well, man, it was a great show. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys out there for listening in today. Uh, we appreciate all the support you've been giving us. Uh, if you want to keep continue listening to the show, we're out there on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any platform the podcasts are located. Uh, give us a follow over on Twitter at the TNG Podcast or over on Instagram at TT underscore podcast. Uh, a lot of things coming this year, man. We've got a lot of podcasts coming up. Um, a lot of different topics. Like Torres said, we got football coming up. Soon here, we're going to be discussing, you know, NBA free agency, trades, all that jazz. Um, man, there's so much to come up, man. Foot, college football, NFL, it's it's all coming, man. It's starting to get – there's never a dull moment. There really is. There's never a dull moment with this. There's plenty to talk about, y'all. So uh, y'all keep coming and listening. We'll keep providing the material. Uh, continue to show that support, those likes, those shares, those subscriptions, all that good stuff, y'all. And we'll continue to pump this stuff out for you. So with that being said, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Boom, boom.